0: China and the ongoing political chatter regarding genocide taking place in that country. Now China is facing mounting criticism from around the world over its treatment of the mostly Muslim Uyghur population in the northwestern region. Now rights groups believe China has detained more than a million Uyghurs over the past few years and what the state defines as re-education camps, evidence of Uyghurs being used as forced labor, and of women being forcibly sterilized as well. Now, the U.S. has accused China of committing genocide and crimes against humanity through its repression of the Uyghurs. And here in Canada, well, yesterday, members of Parliament who showed up to vote unanimously approved a Conservative Party motion declaring a genocide against the Uyghur population. Now, earlier in the day, Conservative MPs were joined by Uyghur community members at a teleconference where they had said support for the motion would send a strong signal to China, and this motion also did call for moving the Olympic Games out of China. And conservative leader Aaron O'Toole saying the Trudeau government needs to now step up and respond. Now, to talk a little bit more about this whole situation, please to welcome to the program now human rights and justice lawyer Bill Sundu. Bill, thanks so much for the time. Uh, how you doing here on this Tuesday?
1: Good afternoon. I'm doing well. Thank well,
0: you. Yeah, really appreciate you taking the time here. Now, um, a genocide determination on the side of the Canadian government, it would spark a significant diplomatic clash between China and Canada. So before we get into sort of what the repercussions of the, the actual Liberal Party getting involved, I guess, what is your analysis of what took place yesterday and that conservative motion? What does that mean uh, in terms of, of uh, moving forward with this this whole issue of, of a genocide against the Uyghur population?
1: So, you know, Canada was one of the founding nations of the United Nations and the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And we paid a huge price in World War II to fight for freedom. And uh, I think we have to name it for what it is. uh, And we know that this can't go on. We have to uh, end impunity for mass crimes that shock the conscience of the world. Now, um, Canada itself is, you know, a middle power And we're not going to have much effect alone. Uh, We're going to have to act in concert with the United States and our allies and bring a unified approach to this issue. Otherwise, we'll be singled out. And we know that we will be targeted in any event, probably by the Chinese, with some type of bullying, either uh, some type of trade action. They've done that before. And we know the two Michaels are being held, basically kidnapped, and it's Mm -hmm. hostage diplomacy.
0: Um, So... What do you think, I guess, does this conservative motion trigger? Does it do anything? I mean, obviously, there's all all the MPs who voted are on board saying that the the government in power needs to step up and start calling this what it is, and that is a genocide of that Uyghur population. Do you think this does anything? Do you think this actually impacts the move from the federal government to move forward on that declaration? Or is it a matter of waiting for other major players, other major countries to come to the table and kind of do that first?
1: Well, I, I I would say that we shouldn't be surprised that we'll get the attention of China uh, and they'll likely be angry. Uh, which is fine. We expect that from them. That's how they operate. It was a resolution and not a declaration. It has to go further further to be official government policy. The government has to make it a declaration. Mm -hmm. And I think Trudeau is trying to walk a fine line here because he is concerned about trade sanctions. But, you know, when you stand up on principle, you have to be prepared to pay the price. And I think Canadians understand that, that, that we stand fundamentally for human rights. The world has seen far too many atrocities. And after the Second World War, the, the mass killing of millions on an industrial scale, the world said never again. And yet we had Bosnia, Cambodia, Rwanda, Darfur, uh, Myanmar is going on. Uh, but China is a big power and it's harder to, to hold it accountable. But I think it's, it speaks well of Canadian values for that motion to have been approved. If we can't stand for human life and human rights, then we're really Diminished as a people and as a country. Mm-hmm. Well, what is?
0: I, I still kind of struggle to wrap my head around exactly what using the term genocide actually does. I mean, obviously, I understand how it impacts the relationship between the Canadian and the Chinese governments, right? And, and the accusation there that China's not willing to actually take that label of, of you know committing genocide within its country and, and understanding the repercussions that would come um, if you know if they admitted to something like that. But what does the the actual you know term genocide and declaring it as a as a federal government what does that actually do does that change anything or does it just sort of you know raise some attention to other nations around the world that hey canada's taking a lead here
1: well, that's an excellent question, because uh, the word genocide is, off, is a loaded term, and it's often misused. So, you know, the definition is intent to destroy in whole or in part a national, ethnic, racial, or religious group. And regarding the Uyghurs, the elements that would be captured by genocide are causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group, killing members of the group, and conditions to bring about uh, prevention of births uh and those that's where genocide is is le- a prima facie here I'd say on the face of it applicable because we have media reports satellite images video we have human rights investigations and intelligence reports that support that you know We have sterilization, uh, abortion of hundreds of thousands, and interestingly, the birth rates in the Uyghur-majority areas have declined by 60% by 2015 and 2018. Other elements, like torture, rape, Persecution of an identifiable group based on their religion or ethnicity uh, and other inhumane acts are crimes against humanity. And quite frankly, in international law, both are equally serious and both are equally punishable. However, China is a party to the Genocide Convention, but it's not a party to the International Criminal Court, which has jurisdiction on crimes against humanity. Either way, though, being a, uh, a UN Security Council secu- uh, permanent member, China will likely exercise a veto all the time. Mm-hmm. And it won't go very far because it's got to go through the UN with, mm-hmm. under the Genocide Convention. However, China uh, you know, is wanting prestige and recognition around the world as an emerging power. And uh, it, it's very conscientious of its reputation And it tries to bully countries like Australia and Canada when we raise any concerns. But if the international community, and it has to be led by a multinational coalition, United States, Europe, so forth, uh, speak uh, and go after China on this to say, this can't go on, and you should cooperate with an investigation, otherwise... What do you have to hide? Um, It puts China in a very awkward position. And as far as the Olympics go, of course, we know those are events uh, involving considerable national prestige and propaganda for countries. I don't know if it's viable to move the Olympics. We'd be asking our athletes to uh, pay the price. But we've got to start somewhere, and so if we're going to stand up for principle, we have to be prepared to take it a little bit on the chin. I think as well.
0: Yeah, and and you know, coming back to that whole Olympic issue, I mean, I want to kind of to figure out what could actually be done to hold China accountable. I mean, if we get a whole bunch of nations on board to agree genocide is being committed, you know, that that's great. That's a you know, the acknowledgement is is important. But how does the the country of China actually be held accountable for its actions? And the only thing that Um, You know, at least in in the conversations we've been hearing of recently would be to move the Olympic Games. That would be something we could take away from them that they are set to host that, you know, they would be upset to lose. How do we actually hold a country like that accountable for its actions?
1: Well this may be uh, you know inadequate answer in the sense of what are the realistic options, but you know genocide is punish, doesn't punish a state. it punishes individuals, responsible rulers, public officials or private individuals. And if China is embarrassed on the world stage, it, you never know what may happen politically. Would that involve the removal of Xi Jinping? Uh, could it mean Magnitsky uh, sanctions in countries like Canada and around the world where uh, assets and money? flows are frozen. We could, we could boycott any products that are made by forced labor. Um, and I think China is very conscientious of its reputation. And, um, you know, that's what we have ultimately is moral suasion. And um, there are limitations to that, but I, I think that is the most effective means. You know, one of the things about China emerging from the Maoist era to the modern era and engaging more with the world is China used to even deny the existence of human rights. They would say that's a bourgeois Western colonial idea. Now the conversation has changed. They acknowledge human rights, but they say we're not violating them. And so this is a, you know, a complex process, it takes time, but I think ultimately it is a by the world saying this is wrong, shining the light on it, and likely that would deter at least further uh, persecution of the Uyghurs. And maybe eventually one day when Xi Jinping or certain leaders responsible move on to civilian life or travel, maybe they can be apprehended and, and, and prosecuted.
0: What maybe? Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see. And if they'd be even willing to, to go about and travel outside their their own uh, borders, if that were to happen. Um, what What's next, I guess, in this? I mean, from a Canadian standpoint, how, do, how what's next for Canada? Is it just a matter of waiting for, for Trudeau to come forward and, and sort of agree with the, the motion that was put forward yesterday?
1: Well, that was a real spectacle. I mean, either you stand for human rights or you don't. You know, Mr. Trudeau uh, has come up with a really um, embarrassing approach because he himself acknowledged, based on the Inquiry for Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and the TRC, that cultural genocide had occurred in Canada, Mm -hmm. and yet he can't acknowledge it when a million people are in camps in China. Yeah. And uh, and the other thing is, you know, I suppose the Chinese will, will fire right back at us, uh, saying, well, look, you know, you have a double standard. Uh, both uh, uh, Mr. Harper and Mr. Trudeau have criticized the International Criminal Court for wanting to investigate war crimes in Palestine by Israel, uh, but silent on potential war crimes by the Palestinians, when the International Criminal Court has said there is enough evidence to begin an investigation to uh, explore the possibility possibility of war crimes uh, involving Israel and Palestine. And if we believe in the rule of law and human rights, we're a democracy ourselves and we believe in rule of law, then it has to apply equally across the board. So I expect the Chinese will fire back at us on that, but that doesn't deflect at all from their own responsibility for these egregious, um, you know, I think there's enough here uh, based on external evidence to say there is a triable case for genocide.
0: Is this uh, I guess a story that's probably going to drag on for at least uh, at least months, if not years? I imagine this isn't going away anytime soon.
1: No, but you know, we know from Amnesty International, even the loneliest prisoners in the darkest cells of the world said, when people spoke out, it gave me inspiration to go on for another day. And you know, you can only keep a secret so long in today's world. And we hope that uh, our actions will be somewhat of a leadership type of approach here, by bringing countries together to shine a light on this, because we belong to the human family, and whatever happens in another part of the world always has impacts elsewhere, and we don't want to be judged harshly by history 20, 30 years down the road, saying, why were you silent? You did nothing.
0: Absolutely. Well, Bill, thank you so much for the time. Great insight. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come on the show. And we'll we'll definitely do it again. But thanks for the time here this afternoon. Anytime. You're welcome. Awesome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That is Bill Sundu, human rights lawyer and justice lawyer right here in Kamloops.